Hello, welcome back to the Sojo Show. I am here alongside of my dear friend and co-host, Araba Joy. <laughs> I, I was why. waiting for some sort of major buildup. <laughs> I know. I don't know why. I just feel like, we, I don't know. We just need like an introduction. We need like. We need some, some music. We need something fancy. Something fancy. Yeah. I don't Yeah, something fancy. <laughs> anyway, we are here together and we are um just gonna introduce this podcast today. That's it. That's that's what we're here to do. Um we have a podcast episode and it is a good one. And it is um another promise. And why are we doing a promise? <gasps> well, that's because <laughs> we are in the middle. Actually, I think we are like right in the middle of our praying the promises prayer challenge. Um, if you are joined, if you have joined us, you know that for 40 days leading up to Easter, we are praying one promise a day from God's word. And all of these promises are centered on the person or the work of Christ on our behalf. So it makes it really super special. So this promise is from Romans eight. And I think it's really pretty important because it grounds us in in, in, in all of the storms of life, you know, we yeah. need to feel secure. We need to be grounded. We need to know that our future is secure and we actually are held in the hands of a mighty sovereign God. And that's what this promise in our episode today discusses. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, uh, I mean, and throughout all of time, life is, is hard and chaotic. And I think now, Seems like it's just getting more and more chaotic. Uh, and mm -hmm. sometimes we lose our footing. We lose our uh, kind of perspective, I think. I mean, I do. Maybe I'm just speaking yeah. for myself. And and it's important to be reminded of this truth of the gospel and the truth of our assurance, our security, and that we can rest in. And so this is a, this is an important promise, as AJ said, and I hope that you are as encouraged by it as we were in studying it. Yes. And keep us posted. Let us know what you guys think. Leave us a review or you're always welcome to send us an email to our inbox as well. Yep. We'll talk to you later. Welcome to the Sojo Show with Jen and AJ, where you'll dig deep into God's word alongside two imperfect frequently ineloquent women as we discover fresh ways to walk out God's truth together. Well, welcome back to the Sojo Show, everybody. It's so Hello. good to have you here today. And it's my turn to ask you a question, Jen. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. So what was the time as a child that you were absolutely convinced something was true. And then maybe you found out later it wasn't. I'm sure there were many things. I'm sure there are many things. Um, if I took time to really think and I really, um, the only thing that kind of jumps to my mind is a silly thing. And that is that I was convinced that if I swallowed bubble gum or gum, yeah, I know where you're happen. going. <laughs> well, I didn't think I was going to grow a bubblegum tree, which was good, but I did think that it was something that it was going to like stick all my insides together. You know, you're, I don't know why, but my mom was always like, don't ever swallow bubblegum. Don't ever swallow your gum. Don't swallow your gum. So here's a legitimate question. Why? Yeah. Why, why should we not swallow our gum? 
Well, let me tell you the answer that I was given to that question when I was a kid. Oh, what? What is it? I was told that it takes seven years to digest. (laughs) (laughs) Are you? Seven years. Seven years? So you don't chew it. I was not given any explanation as to why you don't swallow it. (laughs) So I was left up to my imagination as to why you don't swallow gum. And I was thinking that, you know, because it's sticky. It's, you know, it must stick your insides together. (laughs) Now, the irony is I am now a physician, right? And I, you know, maybe this is what started my whole, my whole thought process about anatomy. Oh. Maybe, maybe this is the reason that I'm a doctor today. Yeah, the seeds were planted That's way right. back then. You're going right. to figure this out. If that gum was actually still sticking and still sticking in there. No pun intended because you know, the watermelon seeds, you don't swallow those either because yeah. you grow a watermelon in your stomach. Right. Yeah. But the, yeah and but you the got gum. plenty of women to prove that, right? Yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> I was like, oh seed. dear, this is bad news. This is really bad. <laughs> um, anyway, so I, yeah, the, I was convinced that I, my something terrible is going to happen inside stick together, something if I swallow bubble gum and I, you know, I was led astray on that. So yeah. Why do you ask? Well, because today we are talking about another one of our promises and just to kind of give a little bit of backstory, we are going through praying the promises of the cross right now during this Lent season. And for the next few weeks, we are going to be looking at some of the very specific promises surrounding the work of Christ and what he did for us on the cross. And today we are looking at one from Romans eight. And the cool thing is, is this promise tells us that we can be convinced of something. We can be absolutely sure, no matter what comes our way, of this one particular thing, which I find to be very, very encouraging. So do you want me to read them, Jen, or do you want to read them? Uh, I will read them, and then I will let you start talking about them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sounds like a plan. (laughs) Um, okay, so we are in Romans 8, obviously, as we just mentioned, and these verses are, it's actually verses 38 and 39, but I'm actually going to start in verse 37. I'm going to cheat just a little bit. So I'm going to 37, and it says, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And of course, going up to the rest of the chapter is important for context. And then verse 38, for I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So that is so cool. That's so cool. Um, It also comes on the heels of another list. Okay. So if you go up a little bit in the chapter, verse 35, he basically says the same thing, but he gives us a new, another list. So let's just, let's just pop up there for a second. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Of course, we get the answer down here in our verses, but up here it says, shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, or sword. So, you know, so basically Paul is saying the same thing in two different, in two different ways. Who can separate us? Can any of these things separate us? And the answer down here in verse 38 is, you know, no, none of those things can. Okay. I am sure that neither the other list of things, right? None of these things can separate us. Mm-hmm. So how does this fit in with our promise? 
Yeah. Well, I think going back to the question we started with, we can be absolutely convinced that there is no power, nothing tangible and nothing intangible that can separate us from God's love for us. But you know, the funny thing is about this verse is for a long time, I would, I would look at this verse and see what wasn't listed. And one of the things that was, that isn't listed in these verses is our sin. And I was like, okay, so we know that sin does separate us from God, Mm -hmm. not necessarily from his love, but it does separate us from God. Scripture teaches us that. And it really troubled me that sin wasn't specifically listed in these verses because, you know, I knew I was a sinner. I've, I've, during those times when I was sitting with the weight of my own guilt, you know, and I was looking for a hope, this verse didn't clearly give that to me. And yet what I began to realize is that the whole rest of specifically this book of the Bible but the whole rest of scripture addresses sin specifically. You know, it doesn't have to be listed out in this very distinct manner right here, because that's already like in Paul's previous writings, that's already been addressed. He's already spent chapters dealing with our issue of sin, you know, that no one is good enough yet. The free gift of God in Romans three and Romans six, the free gift of God is eternal life. And if God who, who, you know, gave himself for us, will he not also freely give us all things? That's in Romans 8 as well. And so that had already been removed. And so I think understanding these specific verses within the context of the entire book of Romans gives this so much oomph behind it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, and, and of course, for those of us who are very you know, a little bit more exact, like like AJ and wanting to make sure everything's listed. Um, there is this catch-off phrase, right? Yes. There's this catch-off yep. phrase. Anything else in all creation, and I believe that includes anything else in our lives. I believe that includes anything, right? Yes. It I mean, he clearly says anything. And mm-hmm. so, um, so that does give us that umbrella, but I like the way. I like the way you kind of are different and I've never really thought about that as not as sin not being included specifically in that list. But that's a that's a good way to think of it, because um, sin is addressed in this entire man, Mm -hmm. this entire chapter, and especially in chapter seven. Yeah. um, Right before it, um, we you know, we're Paul sort of beats us down a little bit, I think, in chapter seven. If you go back and read it, let's us like kind of know our place in the world. We are sinners and lets us know that. And then boom, lifts us right up out of that in chapter eight. It's just straight up the hill, straight up the mountain in chapter eight. And uh, and then at the very end, he ends this great chapter with this, with these two verses that we talk about. I think one of the things that stands out to me about these verses is the very first phrase in verse 38. He says, for I am sure that and then he lists everything but but Paul is like Paul is sure he is confident he s- clearly states that i am confident that nothing will separate me it, he is writing this from a point of authority a position of authority a position of surety a position of uh, certainty 
And I know I don't always feel that way. And and throughout my Christian walk, I haven't always felt that because there are times when some of these things do happen, these, you know, these life, these death, these, these powers, all these things that come against me. And sometimes my certainty can sort of wax and wane. And I think his did too. I think mm-hmm. he did too at some point because he's human. He was human as well. But he came down to this position of, I am sure that I am his and he is mine. Mm-hmm. I am in Christ. He is in me. And nothing then can separate us. There is nothing that can take me out of his hand. And to have that kind of certainty and that kind of knowledge that you are kept, mm-hmm. that knowledge is something that we have to grow in every day. And once we are, as we are understanding that more and more, it just just bolsters our soul, right? It just gives us the, the strength to go another day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I kind of have an image that comes to mind and this is probably very, very silly, but it is what it is. I have this image of somebody who is like on this deep dive expedition and they're going into this dangerous, dark territory, you know, going down to the bottom of the ocean or whatever, or you could, you could put it in, in an outer space context, either one works, (laughs) but, but they are tethered to a safety line that is tethered to something that will remain sure and steadfast. And there's that safety there that, you know, as it, it doesn't matter how far away you get, you are still tethered to the security mm-hmm. that you need in that moment, you know? And so, and it's the same for our lives. We are tethered to the love of Christ and that can never, ever be severed. It doesn't matter how far we go, the darkness, the realm we enter into. It doesn't matter the circumstances. It doesn't matter our own sinfulness. You know, we are, if we are in Christ Jesus, we are tethered to the love of God that will always be there. And we can never escape that. And that is really, really good news. That is such a tremendous promise to end this amazing chapter with. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it's, and, and another analogy is, and this one comes, this is not from my imagination, sadly, this is from the word of God in John. And it says the exact same thing in John 10. He says, I give them eternal life. They will never perish. And he says, no one will snatch them out of my hand. Those that I have, have chosen and called no one will snatch them out of my hands. The father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one will snatch them out of my hand for I and the father are one. So, you know, it's that same image of the tether that you were talking about, AJ, you know, no one, you can't go far enough away to break that tether. The same with that image of of being in the father's hand. When we know Christ, when we believe in the gospel of the cross, when that's what we're looking forward to right now, if you're watching, if you're listening to us live, and that's what we can look forward to all year mm-hmm. is the gospel of the cross, right? What happened on that cross, that great exchange on that cross where he took our sin and gave us his righteousness. And when we believe that we are now, think of yourself in the father's hand and no one, no, not height, nor depth, nor rulers, no things present or things to come. No one can snatch you out of his hand mm-hmm. and no one can separate you from him. Mm-hmm. And that is, 
to know that, guys, because here's the thing. We live in a fallen world. And I know if you're listening to the sound of my voice right now, and if you're listening to us ramble on on this podcast, you have experienced loss and pain and separation from others in this life. Mm -hmm. You have, all right? Whether it's physical or emotional or whatever. And so sometimes it's hard to wrap our brain around the fact that we will that we we are safe in the hands of our father. But you know, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we've had this conversation before. <laughs> People <laughs> wrap your wrap your spirit around that. Let it give you peace. And and that is a promise that we are given in the word of God multiple times. And we can stand on that rock. We can stand on that promise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and and just kind of another visual that I get is not only are we tethered to the love of God, but the his love compels us. And it's really the backdrop of our lives. And it's not so much that we have to wrap our mind around it as it wraps itself around us, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I think what that means for me is that no matter what comes my way in life, and let's just look at some of the list that he, some of the things he put in this list, um, trouble, hardship, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, sword, um, angels, demons, death, life, present, future, powers, height, depth. Okay. These are some of the things that he says will enter our lives, but none of them will separate us from his love. I think what this means also is that whatever comes our way, it needs to be placed within the context of his love. And he allows those things, not just because they're part of life, but because there's something about his love that says, yes, ultimately this is going to be a good thing in their life. I don't understand what that looks like. I don't understand what it may be. I may not have an answer to say, okay, this is how it is a good thing, but I can trust that the greater context for this thing is his love. And that can give me great peace. And and it is a matter of trust. It is a matter like like you mentioned of being convinced. Mm -hmm. This is something we must convince ourselves of because the Bible says it. And his faithfulness to us proves it. His work on the cross proves it. Yeah. And as you were talking, I was, of course, immediately, immediately, I was immediately drawn to the verse that we all know that just kind of puts a, puts a pin in that point on Romans 8, 28. We know that those who love God, so those who experience that love that AJ is talking about, who, because God is love. He doesn't just have love. He is love. So those for those who love God, all things work together for our good and his glory. And that is, you know, that is one of those uh, uh, other other promises that we that we can hold on to. And what AJ was talking about, sometimes we don't understand it. Sometimes we don't understand well, a lot of times we don't understand it, but we can know and we can trust. We can trust and we can sit firm in his hand and know 
that, okay, I cannot be separated from this love. And what is the love of God? It is God. That's a mm-hmm. great point. It's not just the love that God loves me. It's God is love. So, so, so yeah, I'm glad we don't have to wrap our brain around it. I'm glad you said that because it, it, I can't do it. I can't right. do it. God is love. I can trust him. I can trust this love because he clearly states that I can. Right. And, and I now have a trust in his word and I have a trust in him that was given to me because of grace. The faith that I have to believe this was also a gift. Mm-hmm. It is not because I'm all that. Neither AJ and I or anybody listening to this has the ability in and of themselves to really develop this trust and to, to, you know, we don't, that itself is a gift. And if you are, if you are believing in the the gospel of Christ, you also were given that gift of faith and we just have to exercise it and work it and believe it and trust. Yeah. And you know, one of the ways we can do that is looking at our past and recognizing and remembering how he has been faithful to us, you know, acknowledging those times where we have kind of gone out on that tether a little bit, gone into deep waters or gone into the dark periods and seasons of our lives and realizing that he was there with us. He was faithful to us. He brought us to a place of security or a place of peace, or he put others in our lives to give us hope. And his word was there to minister to our spirits during hard times, remembering those things and knowing that he was there then in the past reminds us that he is here now and will always be until our dying day, you know, and then we get to see him face to face. So I think that is a really important part of um, coming to that place of confidence. Yeah. Amen. Okay. So this is a good promise, obviously, as they all are. (laughs) And, and we want to invite you actually to join with us as we're completing this series. And even if it's after the fact, going through these, these promises, these 40 promises of the cross are, um, are going to be important to, to, you know, exercise that faith that we were talking about to trust more and more. Um, so join us at sojohub.com slash promises for a free challenge. Um, it's not too late to join. Join us anytime. Okay. So just go there and do that. Um, if you want to study Romans 8 in more depth, the link is below. The link is somewhere in the description. You can um, grab the study, dig into it deeper on your own. Uh, either way, read all of Romans 8 today. Read it. It's chock full of stuff and focus in on these last two verses so uh, we can remember this promise, pray this promise, thank God for this promise and uh, encourage your soul with the word of God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And wherever you are today, friend, just know that you are loved and you can rest securely in that. You are tethered to something beyond yourself that is strong and reliable. Yes. Amen. All right. We will see you next week. And we're probably going to jump to the first of this chapter next week. Let's just go ahead and make a plan. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds good. Sounds good. One of my favorite verses. We'll see you there and go ahead and go back and listen to the previous podcast where we talked about being alive and we look forward to seeing you next week. Bye. See you then. Hey friend, it's Jen and AJ. And we have a quick favor to ask. 
If we have made you smile on this podcast or encouraged you in any way, or Hey, if you're just a kind person, (laughs) will you take a moment to leave a five-star rating for this podcast? It takes just a second, but it helps others decide whether to listen to this show or not. Also, if you're on Apple, please drop us a review. We'd love to hear from you in this way. Thank you so much. And here's a virtual fist bump coming your way. (laughs) Fist bump. (laughs) 